Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the show. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 on the Big Red Bench on a busy, busy Saturday evening of sports here in Cork and further afield as well. We'll hear from the Cork footballers camp after their victory over Limerick this afternoon. A good win for them. And we'll hear from Rona McCarthy, Cork boss, and also from the Limerick manager Billy Lees as well. I'll chat to Pat Ryan, the Cork under-20s hurling boss, ahead of their match against Dublin in the final from 2020 this evening as well. We'll hear from Cork City manager Colin Healy after their two-all draw with Bray Wanderers last night. Ronnie Whelan joins me ahead of the Euro 2020 final tomorrow night to discuss whether or not football is indeed coming home. We'll have rugby, ladies football and plenty more to come for you all in the way between now and 7 o'clock here on the Big Red Bench. Yeah, good evening. It's a packed show tonight. A lot to get through. <laughs> I don't know if we get to all of it or not. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until seven on the big red bench and uh, loads of stuff to get through. I will try and fly through it as quickly as we can because it is a busy, busy Saturday of sport. We're in peak season now in the middle of July with all the stuff happening. Um, loads of stuff to round up, first of all, that has gone on today and is still to go on this evening as well. We'll start with Gaelic Games and the Cork footballers. As I said, they were in action earlier on, beating Limerick in the Munster Championship semi-final 116 to 11 points the final score at the Gaelic Grounds early on booking their place in the Munster final uh, John O'Rourke got the goal for the Rebels early on uh, just after a couple of minutes in that game and Tipperary now go up against Kerry in the other last four game in the Munster Championship that's at 7 o'clock this evening in Semple Stadium so that gets underway in just uh, just under an hour's time now and the winner of that will obviously face Cork in the Munster final will it be a Cork and Kerry Munster final yet again uh, elsewhere today Tyrone lead reigning champions Cavan won 14 to 8 points with less than uh, 50, 20 minutes of play of normal time left to play in the Ulster Football Championship quarter final uh, the Leash Hurlers beat Antrim 227 to 221 at Parnell Park this afternoon and they'll be included in Monday's All-Ireland Qualifiers draw now uh, there are two 2020 All-Ireland Finals 2020 not 21, 2020 All-Ireland Finals down for decision this evening. Uh, that didn't end up happening, happening last year. As I mentioned, uh, the Cork under-20s in action this evening against Dublin. That's in Nolan Park at 7.15. And then four in a row chasing Galway. Um, they're taking on uh, Kilkenny in the other one. Uh, 10 points to six at halftime in the All-Ireland minor hurling decider at O'Moore Park. In ladies football, good win for the Cork ladies footballers this afternoon. Corking edging out uh, last year's intermediate champions Meath by 1-9 to 10 points. We'll have reaction to that Joe McCarthy was there for us so we'll hear from Ify Fitzgerald uh, the Cork boss a bit later on in the show in tennis Ashley Barty she is the 2021 Wimbledon's Wim- Wimbledon women's champion that's after uh, the world number one edged a dramatic final against Czech eighth seed Karolina Pliskova it was two sets to one on centre court there this afternoon and Ashley Barty now was the first Australian to win uh, the title since 1980 in rugby the Lions in action at the moment uh, 26 points apiece the latest score there at half time between the British and Irish Lions in their fourth warm up game against the Sharks Ty Byrne has gone over the line for Warren's Gatlin side there uh, Bundyaki is on the bench um, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on that game throughout the show as well in golf Podrick Harrington he shot a 3 under par third round of 68 at the Scottish Open today leaving him 10 under all round and a, in a tie for 8th there on the leaderboard Cormac Sharvin is a shot back a 9 under par after also carding a 3 under par round today uh, Belgium's 
Thomas Detry and England's Matt Fitzpatrick. They share the share the lead there now at fourteen under. And uh, Conor McGregor is back in action tonight. Uh, I think it's about five in the morning that Conor McGregor is fighting tonight. So it's 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 tonight for some people. It's tomorrow morning for other people, and it's somewhere in between for other people. I'm sure uh, a lot of MMA fans and Conor McGregor fans around the country and around Cork will be staying up late for that tonight uh, to watch Conor McGregor in the final match of his trilogy of fights against Dustin Poirier. Obviously, McGregor won the original fight. Poirier beat him uh, earlier on this year in the second fight of their trilogy. And McGregor now out for revenge and he wants to be the overall winner of those three fights and to get the victory in Las Vegas tonight at the T-Mobile Arena. I saw Conor McGregor in action there a few years ago myself in the T-Mobile Arena uh, in Vegas. So hopefully he can get the victory against Justin Poirier tonight. It's UFC 264 and they are expected to be in the octagon for that fight around 5am as I said. Now we're going to start with the Cork footballers. As I said, they've beaten Limerick this afternoon in the Munster Championship semi-final. It was was 116 for Cork and Limerick 11 points so an 8 point margin there for Cork and uh, we'll hear now from Cork boss Ronan McCarthy he was chatting to Owen, Owen Cormican who was there for us and uh, some of the other media at full time as well we got the job done um, which is what we came to do and, and you know Cork teams have struggled up here in the past and, and, and even the year that Cork won to Ireland you know we'll take the extra time here um, I'm very lucky to get out of it so uh, I thought of the workman like performance we probably kept him at arm's length for, for most of the game never really in trouble and uh, considering you know they were on a good vein of form coming up to the game having you know been promoted having uh, beaten Waterford quite well uh, you know I, I thought we could have made it easier for ourselves but uh, you know I, I didn't think we were in trouble at any stage he's the most loaded he's the most devoted to win and um, yeah <laughs> I suppose the fact that we we never really got into too much trouble. Yeah, at one point they got back to three, I think, um, and and you know we we went down the pitch again, tacked on two points, and I think that was important. We always kept them kind of you know four or five points uh, away from us. So uh, that that element of things, I suppose, the other aspect of you know we got guys, um, obviously Poulter, Daniel Manny, Donal Rourke, Roy Dean, you know, hadn't done a lot of training in in, in, in the last number of weeks, so brilliant to get minutes into them and uh, obviously we had a few debutants as well starting so all in all um, you know a job done and really looking forward to, to, to two weeks um, and players coming back next week and you know I said that to you previously that we felt if we could you know get through the Westmead match that we would have had a good league behind us with players coming back we've had players back obviously today with more to come and uh, it's only stronger we'll get my understanding is it's just a dead leg. Okay. Um, is what I believe it is. So I, I just had a word afterwards very briefly, but I, I don't think it's anything with hamstrings. Can you Just tightening hamstrings, so that's all. And, and you know, I think the one positive is we got guys out before they did. You know, we said we damaged that they that they were missing out for for the next day, so that's positive. You're the championship debutants, Brian Harris and Dan O'Donnell. Good performances. Yeah, good. Solid. Um, you know, probably, uh, you know, at times found the going difficult, but that's to be expected. Um, you know, this is a new Muscle Championship. Uh, but overall, I think both could be pleased. Obviously, you know, Daniel, Daniel top played really well in the first half, and, um, you know, he tacks the ball and, and he drives the team forward. And for a guy so young, you know, that's uh, that's where we want to play on the front foot. Tackling wise for the first half, or what did you think was the major? 
I, I just think we didn't punch enough hole. like you know they lined up kind of across the, the between the 45 and 65 a lot of bodies there and I think we needed to you know we need more runners through punch holes in them you know and put balls over the top and we didn't do it uh, enough but to be fair they, they were well set up and, and you know their sweeper you know met everything coming through to be fair a couple of times and uh, you know in that scenario you have to be patient um, and at the end of the game you know you put up what did we put up 116 was it yeah you know 116 we put up 116 it's a decent score and, and you know our position rate you know, was okay he did, yeah. To be fair, yeah. You know, and and lucky, I'm lucky not to, you know, not to make the team. He's been pushing very hard, so it's great to see a guy, you know, then get his opportunity and come in. And um, you know, Kevin Driscoll, I thought, Candice Stone, Mark Collins, and um, you know, just made sure we were sensible um, in that period where we needed to be sensible. Uh, so brilliant to have, you know, Kevin Driscoll had a brilliant league for us. Um, again, unfortunately, not to, not to be starting. So. You know, you've, you've that calibre of player to, to bring on, and uh, and more players, as I said, come back into the mix. So we feel we're in a, we're in a good place. Do you have a point to prove going into Munster final? All the talk seems to carry again. Yeah, but to be fair to them, to be fair, you know they're playing extremely well, um, and they're and they're a fine side, um, you know, and you you acknowledge. Um, you acknowledge the, the quality of the opposition, but listen, they have their job to do this evening, and we've done ours, and uh, we, we, we'll worry about that once we, we know who we're playing. Chances to go, please, and was it? You can never deliver that one point to a chain, you open half. Yeah, it was better. I, what I would say, it was better, but, but probably based on the Westmead match, you know, it wouldn't be hard to be better, uh, to be honest with you, you know, because you know, I think we could 14 points in, in 20 minutes in the, in the Westmead game, so. We've had a couple of games, challenge games, um, against the in Tyrone there um, uh, since the league finished and, and you know, we've put an emphasis on just being a bit more compact, which I think we've done. But what you don't want then is to do that to the detriment of, of your forward play and your, 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 your attacking play. So, pleasing to put up 116, you know, and, and be reasonably solid at the back. Um, this was the only real goal chance to give up was Demi Neville coming through and, you know, to be fair, he could have pinged it, he just, just, just wait. Yeah, that is Cork football boss Ronan McCarthy reacting to their win in the Munster Championship semi-finals today. Cork 116, Limerick 11 points, the final score there. And a good, good win for the Rebels and Ronan McCarthy. Understandably very happy with that. They'll go on now to face the winner of tonight's other semi-final, Tipperary versus Kerry in Semple Stadium. And that throws in in less than an hour now at 7 o'clock. We're going to very briefly now as well just hear some reaction from Biddy Lee, the Limerick boss. Ultimately, um, we lost. Um, you know, we said it was defined. This identity is that level, and that's the message I take away from it. Yeah, um, but the early goal was just something yeah, we never, we never got quite to, to overcome. And every time we seem to get close, and they seem to reply fairly quickly to it. Yeah, yeah. But look, I suppose, I suppose just a measure. That's that's a measure alone of how we've moved on in the last two years. That happened on Parky Green and next to the third light, so the third, you know, just opened up in front of us and. They made us a cricket score, so we, we observed that we lost our goalie in the meantime. He was a key member of the our strategy, and um, we observed it. And that young lad that went into the play games, he's first time ever playing with Limerick from my memory, and you were seen. So, like, it's a look at what we're trying to do and where we're going, and that's a real positive out of today. And he stepped up with a bit of pressure and kicked the 45. So, yes, that's just about the group we have that I keep telling you about. Did this show you that there's uh, another level, maybe, that you have to get to? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> The results of last weekend would have told everyone that. For us at the boy, you know, league, league is at the level you're at, and that's your level. And um, I know, I we lose by 700 points. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. And like, 
That's uh, Billy Lee's The Limerick Boss there just uh, getting the reaction of um, Billy Lee The Limerick Boss there um, on their defeat to Cork today Cork winning 116 to Limerick's 11 points so Cork now as we said into the Munster final uh, the Munster football final another Cork team in a final this evening are the Cork under 20s because they played Dublin in the refixed 2020 All-Ireland Hurling Championship final this evening uh, this is refixed from last year it never happened last year so it's a 7-15 throw in and uh, this Cork team actually played their last competitive game the Munster final way back last year now just before Christmas on the 23rd of December and I've been chatting during the week to the Cork under 20 boss Pat Ryan ahead of the game and he's looking forward to getting his team back in action yeah sure looking, looking forward no, going forward for it you know it's been a long time coming to be honest with Colum and uh, look lads have trained well themselves during the lockdown and stuff like that from January on you know so um, we're back now since yeah, I suppose we're back eight or nine weeks now at this stage and uh, looking forward to the game we've got a fixture and we know we're playing Dublin so um, it's just something to look forward to over the next kind of uh, 10 days um, the lockdown obviously was kind of tough for you obviously the, the players probably doing their own training at home but you didn't have it together as a group but as you say you know, you've had that eight or nine weeks kind of build up yeah it, it has and look, you know, look, look I suppose we were we've um, I suppose graded our comeback you know with the guards training and, and upping the intensity and upping the games and trying to get matches into them look there's a lot of injuries happening um, but look we've been very lucky with the people that we have invo- involved Adam McCarthy strength and conditioning coach uh, Darren Darren and uh, and Colm who are two physios you know have done a fantastic job you know so look we've a clean bill of health uh, at the moment anyway and touch wood that, that stays the way it is so uh, fellas are in good form they came back in great shape um, that's a credit to Adam and uh, the strength and conditioning guys involved with Cork GA so look um, look at all systems going now you know uh, looking ahead to the fixture next week then to the game um, are you confident going into it? Yeah sure look as, as we can be look, look obviously we look Dublin have an advantage of having a game against us but look I suppose we have the advantage of seeing what they're like and what they have out there you know so um, look really looking forward to it you know, it's fantastic that's going ahead it's a long time look we're in I think we're in we're kind of took over the team in October 2019 so look it's nearly two, two years ago <laughs> do you know what I mean so it is a long time and uh, um, we're nearly the longest team I'd say ever in championship you know that kind of way but look look to be great to, to get there and perform and look and look um, and as long as we perform we're hoping look that'll be good enough you know I suppose it's the strangest time ever to possibly take over as you said like it's nearly two years ago but like a year of that has been during COVID and it's been a very very strange time to be involved in a management team or to be supposed to be involved in sport or GA in general isn't it Pat? It has yeah and look look, look I think look we've been we, look I suppose we won't be complaining you know a lot of people's lost their jobs a lot of people have still still their um, their um, financial side of things are very very stressful for a lot of people especially in the in the, the, pubs, the pub scene and the hotel scene the hostel scene all that kind of crack like you know so look we're delighted to get our opportunity and we're doing everything that's that's uh, um, that's in place COVID restriction based and all that kind of thing but the lads have been brilliant the young fellas have been fantastic themselves they're very self-motivated to play with Cork um, they come from great clubs great families you know and they've come back in fantastic shape for us um, obviously and that's all self-motivated because we look we look, there's no getting there was no get-togethers for five or six months that was them doing it, a few Zoom calls but we tried to keep that to a minimum because a lot of them were in college and you know look look Zoom is as we are how much know. do you get out of that anyway I suppose you, know? uh, you get a bit look you get a small you get a bit but look, look I think you get a bit if you don't overdo it do you know what I mean? Because I think Zoom was fantastic. There was a new thing that came in COVID, but I think fellas found fairly quickly that you know, being on Zoom, call, Zoom calls and Zoom meetings over and over again is fairly, uh, it can be fairly numbering, you know. Uh, looking at Dublin then as a side, what do you make of them? I uh, look Dublin very strong. We got to go up and see them last week. Um, these two teams have met in all Ireland final under 17 level. That Cork won by two points. They had a man sent off 15 minutes, but we look, we knew they were very good. We've, we've, um, uh, Trey Luck Martin there from, um, he's involved with Christians from Ballygarmies, Wexford man originally. He's involved with us. Uh, and Trey Luck was in Dublin for a good few years. Years would have been involved 
Dublin minor teams and at their scene so we've known how good Dublin were all along and it wasn't a surprise that they beat Galway even though Galway were favourites um, it didn't come any surprise to us so look I think I suppose the one benefit was that in the last 5-6 months that you were doing Covid you got to see and analyse a lot of teams and we could see how good they were you know but uh, look look, we're, we'll be concentrating ourselves we'll do a small bit of work on them uh, but mainly it's about getting ourselves ready you know Great thanks Pat best of luck against Dublin and for the season Thanks very much Paul Top man That is Pat Ryan there uh, chatting to me during the week ahead of the uh, Cork game tonight the Cork under 20s in action Uh, as I said their first competitive game um, the Munster final back in December 23rd was their last and it is the 2020 not 2021 the 2020 All-Ireland Hurling Championship final this evening a 7.15 throw in for Cork under 20 hurlers versus Dublin and we wish Pat Ryan and all the team the very very best of luck there and uh, we'll hear how they get on later on and hopefully have reaction on the show tomorrow evening from 6pm here on Cork's Red FM now we'll come back to Gaelic Games later on in the show but right now we're going to talk football and uh, we're going to head to Euro 2020 because it is a massive massive game tomorrow night England versus Italy I think this is the game that everyone wanted as the final over the last couple of weeks and uh, it's going to be a cracker in Wembley tomorrow night there's going to be a big crowd there 60,000 people just like there was for the two semis during the week and uh, there's going to be a great atmosphere there uh, Italy obviously overcoming Spain uh, with the penalty shootout the other night and England then England then getting the uh, the Harry Kane goal the rebound from the penalty the other night after that uh, dubious penalty I suppose for Raheem Sterling we should call it uh, to be nice about it but uh, England definitely deserved the win over Denmark so uh, both teams in the final now and we're going to chat to a man now. Uh, he's joining us live is Ronnie Whelan, who is going to be in the stadium tomorrow night. I'm very, very jealous of Ronnie that he's going to be there in Wembley tomorrow night. He's doing the commentary uh, live on TV on RTE with George Hamilton. And he joins us right now to preview uh, the final of Euro 2020. Ronnie, how are you? I'm very, very good. Um, not looking forward to previewing this final, although I'm looking forward to watching the match, but it's a difficult one to call this final. It's a very difficult one to call. You're looking at uh, how both teams came through um, since the groups, England and Germany and Ukraine and Denmark, Italy and Austria, Belgium and Spain. And all of them have looked um, have looked very, very good. I mean, they, like both both England and uh, Italy had to go to extra time in the semi-finals, but they deserved their wins, didn't they? Yeah. Um, you look at it look back over the tournament, they have been the two best teams in the tournament. A lot of people would have picked these two to be in the final. Different sides of the draw. Um but they've had some very, very tough games, as you say, Belgium, um, England against Germany, who they always fell down against. Um, but they've both done really, really well. They've done, they've played good stuff. England are a little bit more pragmatic than, than Italy. You know, they'll keep the ball, England, a bit more. Um, Italy on the front foot. We said it early on in the tournament. Um, a good unit of players together. They're all very, very close. They seem to be all wishing everyone the best when they go on the pitch. England, um, yeah, they, they've, they, I wouldn't say they've been outstandingly good, England, but you can see there's something there that I, I think England may have another level to go to. We've been talking about Italy quite a bit over the last couple of weeks, Ronnie, and how they've been uh, so good throughout this tournament. They're unbeaten now in something like 33 games or something as well. I mean, they're in a phenomenal run of form and they're a really, really strong side. So they deserve to be in this final, but they're going to find it tough now, aren't they, against England? Um, it's a final of the Euros, you know, and whoever plays in it is going to find it tough at some stage in the game. It's who can come through the tough points in the game. Italy came through a lot of tough points against Spain. You know, when they were under pressure, Spain had most possession and then um, Italy got through it. It's who in a final can do that the best. Um, 
I, I don't know on the night how it's how it's going to go. Um, it's so difficult to call because they've been really, really good at both teams. Um, it'll be a pity on the team that loses because no, none of these two teams really deserves to lose this final. But um, it's a very, very interesting game. Big matchups all over the pitch, isn't it? You've got Bonucci and Chiellini against Kane, um, Sterling against Di Lorenzo, Shaw against... Uh, it's just... So many big, big battles to be won on the pitch. I think the one in the middle with Rice and Phillips against, um, it was a Barella, Giorgino um, and Verratti. That, that'll be a big one. It's three against two in there. I know there'll be different um, things happening around the pitch, different players. But to win that midfield battle, I think it'll be crucial and to get on the ball and play football. How do you think the likes of Chiellini and Panucci will deal with the pace of the England attack, Ronnie? Um, I, you know, you don't often see... Um, the likes of Sterling and Saka if he plays they're more against the, the wingers and, and I don't think Kane will really bother them if he starts trying to run in behind them the two of them are so experienced I think they'll um, I think they'll be able to handle most things and they have been able to handle most things thrown at them whether it's a big centre forward or a, a quick centre forward they, they've had no problem in this tournament holding holding out um, but I, I go yeah I, I still go back to that midfield battle that I think will be crucial uh, we mentioned Harry Kane there and Harry Kane he, he had a disappointing group stages couldn't get the goal he scored against Germany he got two against Ukraine and he scored again the other night got the winner the other night the penalty obviously was saved but he, he got the rebound and got the winner so he's in a, a really good vein of form now Harry Kane isn't he I mean he has, he has four goals in the last three games so he'll he'll fancy his chances again on Sunday Yeah we worried about him didn't we early on in the competition um, wherever you looked um, pundits were saying he's not Right, he doesn't look right. He's not feeling right. Is the um, the big move from Tottenham on his mind? Is he still carrying an injury? So there was all those things mentioned about him. But I think everyone probably knew that he just needed one goal and just to get himself sorted and settled. And now he's off. Um, a huge threat to Italy. Um, and the way he's playing, more than likely will score. And if he does score, he'll go level with uh, the joint top scorers of the tournament at the moment are Schick and Ronaldo. They have five each. So if Kane gets one, he gets level with them. If he gets two, he'll be top scorer. Do you fancy him to be top scorer at the tournament now, Ronnie? You know what? He's going to be all out to do that. This is what centre-forwards do. Um, yes, they want to win the competition with the teammates. It's all great. But they set the forwards good goal scorers are individuals. They want to have the individual rewards and awards. And this is a huge one. I think he'll be going all out. He'll be selfish. He'll take every penalty, every free kick near and around the box to get the two goals he needs to be outright top scorer. Um, there's every chance that he may do it. We've seen both managers make changes to their teams throughout the tournament as well. Uh, some of them kind of uh, surprising changes. And uh, if you look at Italy, I mean, Locatelli did well for them earlier on. Then he was left out uh, in some of the more recent games. If you look at the changes, Southgate has made uh, quite a few changes along the way. He brought uh, Sancho in for one of the games. He's had Saka in there as well. And um, they, 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 they seem to both, both managers, Mancini and Southgate, really seem to know how to pick their teams and really seem to know to just kind of stick with their own mind and not listen to outside influences. You have lots of pundits suggesting different things. But both managers seem to be very, very focused on, on, on their own mindset of the squad. If you look at the Locatelli situation, he probably wouldn't have been ever started if Verratti was fit at the start of the tournament. Locatelli was the stand-in, but now Verratti's got fit and come back in. Verratti, unfortunately for him, has had to step away from it. Um, when we talked about this last week about how the managers, basically more so about South, Southgate, 
that how he sets his team up. He must concentrate and look at the formations of other teams and how they play and pick his team accordingly that I'm going to win this game. I don't think he's really bothered if fellas are upset. Um, but this is the team I want to play today because I think it's the team that's most likely to beat the Italians. And I don't think it'll change at all that way. Um, there may be changes in personnel. Maybe Saka will go out and somebody else will come in. There might be a big surprise from Gareth Southgate because he's seen something in how Italy play. But they both... Um, Mo- Mancini more so is to, 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 the team that he wants to play is more or less what you get most of the time. Um but Southgate may throw something in somewhere, may go three at the back. You know, he may change something along the way, but yet to be seen. It's great to see all the fans in Wembley as well the other night, 60,000 there. There's going to be the same again on Sunday. What's the atmosphere like over there? You're in England now, Ronnie. What's the atmosphere like there in general at the moment? Is, is there a real buzz around the English team? I mean, it's the, it's the first final since 66. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I keep getting texts. I keep hitting people in the street. I keep hitting in shops. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home. And we are getting battered with it over here. It's coming home. Um, we shall see on Sunday night. Do you think it is coming home, Ronnie? We're hearing all the hype all week and for the last few weeks. Football's coming home, football's coming home. We're hearing the song and it's a great, great football song. I love the football song. But what do you think, if you had to call it, is football coming home? Is it going to be England's or are Italy going to upset the party, I suppose? Uh, my heart would be with Italy but I think my head will say that England will go on and do it they're at home um, I've got a little booster for the bet for the last bet um, Harry Kane to score in 90 minutes and England to win um, because of the whole situation of Wembley they've played most of the games in Wembley always looked confident crowd behind them I have to go for England to win it with Kane to score at any time all right, that's going to be Ronnie's rocket boost for the final of the Euros. England to win, Kane to score with sportnation.bet. And it was 7-2, to two, now 4-1 to one on Sportnation as well. So, uh, Ronnie, we'll see if that comes in. Either way, I think we're safe to say it's going to be a great final, isn't it? Yes, you can only imagine it. You, the, we've seen the two teams throughout this competition. Um, both teams wanting to win every game they play in. Great football, good defending. Um, it's all there. It's all ready. And let's hope it won't be a Dow final. It'll be a front foot final and... Maybe may a little bit of magic to just win it from some player. Fingers crossed, Ronnie. Listen, enjoy the game and uh, thanks for chatting to us through the tournament and we'll chat to you soon. Cheers, Colin. Thank you. Nice one, Ronnie. And uh, yeah, he's going to be doing the commentary tomorrow night. Quite jealous in Wembley Stadium. Uh, we're going to stick with football now and we're going to talk Cork City. Um, and I thought it was, I was at the game last night in Turner's Cross. Thought it was going to be a great night for Cork City because they played so, so well. I hadn't seen Cork City create so many chances in a long, long time. Uh, they went 1-0 up in the first half through Key and Murphy. Then Key and Murphy got a second goal. Cork City were 2-0 up heading into the last five or ten minutes. Bray pulled one back and then you kind of start to get a bit nervy um, and then in injury time disaster struck and Bray got an equaliser so having been 2-0 up and extremely dominant during the entire game uh, like I'm not exaggerating to say that Cork City had enough chances last night to win that game 5-6 
seven nil maybe even. Um, but they didn't unfortunately having been 2-0 up it was Cork City 2 Bray Wanderers 2 at full time and um, it, it was it was disappointing for all of us there last night uh, including the players themselves and, and Colin Healy um, uh, poor Colin and, and the lads are just having no luck and uh, they probably just need to be more clinical in front of goal and I put that to Colin Healy as well and I was chatting to him after but he was uh, he was disappointed to have thrown away the lead obviously yeah, it, it is. It is again, again. As I said, listen. Um, I thought we played well. Um, as I said, leading with probably about ten minutes to go, giving away soft goals again, and we get punished. And it's um, it's happened nearly every week now. It is. So it's. Uh, I think we had enough chances in the game to finish to finish it off. Already doors. We didn't take our chances, and listen, we were we were done at the end. Different tonight you're saying played well and the team played very well it was a, it was a good performance it was a game you should have won but uh, you've come out other weeks and said it w- wasn't good enough didn't play well enough so is that an encouraging sign still? No listen uh, listen. last week it, in the first half I thought we were very good I thought we were good again tonight like, but guys clean sheets clean sheets are the ones that get you points and you know it's it's um, it's difficult it's hard to take you know the lads listen the lads the attitude is fantastic and that is that but we're giving away so, very soft goals and plus like you know we got good goals tonight is that but we could have had a lot more as well um, probably need to be more clinical Colin do you think I mean you had a lot of chances especially in the first half there to maybe you could have been three or four up at half time yeah, we, could, we could have we could have yeah we could have and don't get me wrong listen Braemar he's, he's an excellent goalkeeper um, but and again I said listen the lads were in good positions and I, I thought um, we should have went we should have had more goals but sometimes they go in sometimes they don't and just obviously unfortunately tonight didn't for us finally obviously it's disappointing result in the end but uh, will you take encouragement and will the team take encouragement out of the overall performance and even even last week you played well in the first half as well no it is it is but it's, it's hard to take to to, to to concede and to drop points it is like like that and listen the boys gave everything they, 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 they had and it's just it's it is it's hard to take disappointing even last week as well and this week is it's it's hard to take it is you know it's it was there for us to, for the three points but you know it's um it's unfortunate we didn't get them yeah, very unfortunate and uh, you can hear there the disappointment in Colin Heaney's voice that uh, they had been 2-0 up and drew 2 all with Bray Wanderers last night, Cork City. We'll have more reaction to that match in a few minutes' time. We'll hear from Cork City legend John O'Flynn. He'll be giving us his reaction to the match last night. We're also going to talk about the Cork Lady Footballers. Great win today over Meath and plenty more all to come here on the Big Red Bench between now and 7. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from Steve. We'll grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, it is the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock on a day when the Cork footballers qualified for another Munster final. A uh, good win for the Cork footballers in the Gaelic grounds in Limerick this afternoon. Uh, they beat Limerick um, 116 to 11 points, the final score there. And we heard earlier on the show from Cork boss Ronan McCarthy. Very, very happy with their win. And they'll face now the winners of this evening's game at 7 o'clock between Tipperary and Kerry. We'll have a look ahead to that game if we have time between now and seven as well before the end of the show. But uh, right now we're going to stick with Cork City and we were just we just heard from Colin Healy, the Cork City manager. I was chatting to him after the game last night. He was disappointed um, to concede two late goals and uh, concede a two-goal lead. Cork City had been 2 nil up in that game. Uh, now we're going to hear from Cork City legend, a man who scored many, many goals, a wonderful player, the legendary John O'Flynn. Uh, Flynn was chatting to Rory after the game last night and gave him his reaction. It's a draw that feels like a defeat, John. Yeah, 100%. Really, really positive. But it's kind of the tale of the, 
tail of the season so far no luck we spoke about this in, the, in our pre-match chat no luck for Park City no luck again tonight worked very very hard two mistakes led to, to goals for Bray Wanderers Alec Burns should have cleared for the first one Mermit Nulty made the punch maybe for the second could have been a bit stronger big shout about a free kick on the halfway line for the goalkeeper Brian Maher maybe he handled the ball not once but twice I'd like to see that one again but Cork City 2 0 up, should have seen that game out, John. They yeah. haven't, and again, massive frustration for Colin Healy and his team. Yeah, from all the positives, you're going in now with a total different perspective. Shoulders are shrugged. Crowd is given a bit to the to the referee, but you know the decision didn't go our way. We still have to do the right things. Nulty comes out, punches it. He's probably expecting us to be first to the ball. Yeah, the player, brave player, that had a touch and had the corner to hit. You know, as I said, it, it seemed like it trickled into the net, but so so disappointing after a really really positive performance, especially first half. You could say probably half of the second half. Did we sit back too much? Did we invite too much pressure? It's hard to know, but very very deflating. Heartbreaking stuff for City, who go to Wexford next week. Next home game is here in three weeks' time against UCD. City have worked so hard two good goals from Keane Murphy two good assists from Benny and O'Brien Whitmarsh and then Darren Craven with that goal after 84 minutes giving Bray Wanderers that bit of hope and then with nearly the last kick of the game Andrew Quinn ball trickling in and all that hard work John all that positivity that work rate that we talked about massively disappointing yeah I suppose from City City's end really disappointed from Bray's end you have to say all plot to them yep. they kept going you could see what it meant to them. The goalkeeper was up. But yeah, super, super disappointing. Yeah, massively disappointing stuff from the Rebel Army. I suppose going back into the training pitch after a game like that, John, after performance like that, it's, it's, it's hard. The heads will be down because that, as I said, it just feels like a defeat. Yeah, as I said, total different outlook now going into the, into the dressing room. Just see it out and, and you're going in and you're playing Wexford next week. No disrespect to Wexford, but you'd be expecting Cork City to beat Wexford. That'll be two wins on the spin. That's massive. And now it all changes. Um, as we said, you know, all credit to to, to Bray for, for keep going right to the last whistle. But just them little mistakes that have crept in. Probably two mistakes and we've been punished. Mm. Mistakes either, either end, but we seem to be punished a lot more than, than we're punishing other teams. Let's talk about the positives. The two goals first off. Yeah. Centre forwards getting goals again. One centre forward... Um, laying it on the plate for, for another centre forward to score both of them scored on Friday night um, we scored another two goals we need, to, we need to work on that get them lads in the positions where they can score goals and they've shown tonight that they work hard and they complement each other and that's another positive as well as the work rate we just talk, talked about this all the way through the 90 minutes every City player worked incredibly hard and didn't get the rewards for tonight yeah you can see there was a bit of grit and determination there from, from the back four obviously we conceded two goals it doesn't look so great now just talking about keep, keeping a clean sheet right before the, the brace, Bray goal goes in so bitterly disappointing but trying to take the positives now is all you can do the lads will be deflated as you say going into training ground on on, uh, on Monday but you just got to start again you know there's, there's games to be played there's, there's points to be won we just got to keep going and try and finish off the season on a high if possible again trying to get positives again it's progress again City were good last week the first half they were good for almost all the 90 minutes today bar those two mistakes so again it is progress from Colin Healy and his team yeah well, they'll be dis- dissecting the game over the weekend you'll probably be looking in we're 2-0 up we make a change Jack comes on he didn't really have the um, it's a tough gig for him up front in his own the body's up with him we dropped into to probably a, a deeper shape 
did that invite their pressure on so you know the lads will obviously be dissecting that but um, I think from now on to the end of the season we have to win at all costs you know it, whether it's whether it's pretty whether it's ugly we just have to you know it, it's, it's the tail of the season <laughs> little soccer punches at towards the end of the game whether it be a draw or, or a loss you know we just have to try and turn that around and it's up to everyone in that change room to just go again get the heads up I'm getting flashbacks to that Quinn goal going into the bottom corner in slow motion yeah it's I know horrible it was, it was kind of oh you know Nulty obviously punched it as I said you're expecting players to be on the front foot they're obviously nearly out in their feet they've, they've worked really hard towards the whole game but it's just that you know them last moments that put that work in and you know it all makes it makes for the three points and, and it's a total different weekend than, than it is right now and I uh, I know I'm going to sound biased there but there was a big shout for a handball from the, the keeper Maher there for a handball in the halfway line I would certainly like to see that one again definitely I think the, you know from the referee's point of view there was, there was some challenges that looked stonewallers there was t- challenges that were you know, there's some decent tackles going about that, that got free kicks so it was kind of an odd game there but from you know our vantage point here it looked like a definite handball um, whether the, the ref or the the goalkeeper gets booked we don't know but that ends up leading to you know yeah. the second goal which is disappointing disappointing stuff but as you say Wexford next week have to pick themselves back up for that it's going to be a tough week of training I suppose but and going on the road is always tough but as you say no disrespect to Wexford but it's a kind of a game you'd be targeting three points in. definitely you know it's not going to be easy because no. they're fighting for their lives as well and you know they want to end the season on a high but City just have to, to win at all costs as I say and go up there the two lads up front are obviously going to be in a positive mind frame just get them going you know get the ball to Dylan Garrod needs to be on the front foot Garrod Nulty um, Beats you're expecting the, the experienced lads to just galvanise the young lads and say come on let's keep going it, it should eventually turn if we keep um, if we keep working hard but them little mistakes creeping in we've been punished twice tonight for them and our next game here is three weeks against UCD John it's been a pleasure talking to you tonight Thanks, Rory. cheers that is Cork City legend John O'Flynn. We could do a Flynny on the pitch now, couldn't we? Um, the Cork City legend John O'Flynn chatting to Rory after the game last night, finishing Cork City 2, Bray Wanderers 2, after Cork City had been 2 up for most of the game. Uh, right, we're going to switch our attention now to ladies football. And Cork had a good win today. Cork have beaten Meath in Group B of the All-Ireland Championship in Burr. The full-time score there was Cork 1-9, Meath 10 points. Ger McCarthy was up there in the coldest town in Ireland Burr first today and uh, Ger got the reaction <laughs> I had to do that lads I had to you have to if you talk about Burr you have to do that joke uh, Ger got the reaction of Cork boss Efi Fitzgerald at full time um, Efi Fitzgerald I mean everyone knew Mead were a very good team everybody you'd, you'd studied them you'd watched them you got your tactics right today and even at that they put it up to you they are, they are a team on, let's talk with them first they are a team on the up they are, they're a good side. They're very good at what they do. Um, you know, they're, they're getting 12 and 13 people behind the ball all the time. They're disciplined and they don't intend to move around. So it's difficult to, I suppose it's difficult to break them down. Um, probably we created a few goal chances. The last pass caught us a little bit, you know, that could have made the game more comfortable. And their goalkeeper made a very good save from Emer there um, with a few minutes to go. But that said, it's a very, very difficult um 
you know, a system to play against. So, from that point of view, I was, you know, I was thrilled with it. Obviously, we lost some players as well. We lost Mara very early on to a hamstring injury. We lost all of Finn. Like the Coyleys are, well, Emer particularly is only just back from, from injury. Anya Terry is only back from injury. So, you know, it's, it's a bit dicey in terms of, of trying to uh, bring him on. Yeah. A, yeah. So, uh, it did, it did. And they all gave, every, they, they gave everything, to be fair. But, um, but I thought we defended very, very well. Even though he gave them, you know, he gave them some well, considerable very soft freeze in the second half there that kept they kept them yeah. taking over yeah. and we missed quite a few scoring opportunities as well so um, but all in all we have to be pleased with the results you know they're they're a very functional team they'll trouble they'll trouble lots of teams and as I say the system they have is difficult to break down uh, the one thing I was pleased about with their system is that for the last four minutes when we had the ball they didn't you know they didn't come out for the last 30 seconds maybe as well so yeah. so the rigidity of it maybe at times um, um, probably cost them a bit but all in all good to have the you know first championship game there was nerves there and, and, yeah. and that and you know I thought the application of the girls was very very good and I can't be I can't be but pleased with that and going into that Tipperary game I mean all the things that the girls did right today and even the things that they didn't do right you've time, you've a short time frame to turn around but that's exactly what you wanted a manager, as a manager and a management team yeah. heading into training and then heading into another tough match yeah it is and like we worked very hard during the week on, on you know trying to retain possession and be patient and I think they did that very well particularly in the second half um, we lost Hannah Looney as well no I don't know what that was I don't know what that yeah. was about um, but that 10 minutes again then gave them that little bit of, yeah. bit of impetus as well you know we had an awful lot of ticks in the first half I think there was four of our girls and two yeah. ticks um, so and three of them were forward so we had to be careful yeah. in terms of you know our tackling as well but but all in all um, I, I, as I say this game was never going to be very pretty you know um, because you know of the, 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 the style of meat have but the most pleasing aspect for me is that our girls never gave up they kept plugging away and even when things were going against them you know they kept the head down I thought Katie Crook won a very a vital ball there from a kick off um, a couple of minutes to go um, and set us up and you know Emma Scali is another girl who got a lot of who got a game into our legs now tonight you know she hasn't played for a long good time good score so. in order was going off yeah. good yeah. that's where the experience comes in only yeah. Compo- yeah. yeah but again she hasn't played a whole lot of, yeah. of, of football you know a few minutes against Dublin and, and uh, so like we this was for the, we have a lot of needles we have a lot of girls yeah. you know that are that are just kind of come back and we're trying to find fitness in a very short space of time and that's not easy to do either you know so um, but all in all I think today will today will bring us on um, like Darren O'Sullivan is back in training now as well so you know that's the, that's the, that's the yeah alright that's Cork boss Ify Fitzgerald chatting to uh, Jer McCarthy at full time there after the Cork Lady Footballers win up in Burr in uh, County Offaly is Burr isn't it uh, Cork won 9 Meath 10 points the final score there today Jer also chatted to Martina O'Brien and Hannah Looney after the match um, I start with you Martina winning captain this afternoon obviously you were expecting a test coming up to Burr today you got that from Meath but more importantly you came through yeah, look, we were under no illusions that we were going to walk past Mead. Like we know, we, we've watched them. They've won the Division 2. They're up from Intermediate. They're always, Mead, like historically, are going to be tough, fast, strong, um, aggressive. And they were all that and more. Um, but look, I think it's like, I, I still think our performance is pretty good. Like, you know, we did what we were trying, setting out to do. They got, but like I'd say, they had about 15 behind the ball most times. So like trying to break that down is, is quite hard. So, 
I thought we did well. We were patient at times. Look, we made mistakes again, like like in every match you're going to do. But um, I thought, like for us to hold out there in the end, I'd say we held the ball for about three minutes. Um, so I've won a great free for us to go two up, and then Katie Quirk wins a great ball um, for us to keep possession, and and the game is over. So look, that that's character for us, I think. And and look, we're looking forward now to the tip game, um, and it was a good hard test today. Hannah Looney, from your point of view, as tough a game as this was today, it's going to stand to midweek now and again there's only a short turnaround but when you go to play the likes of Tipperary these are the games that are Santi before you get out in the pitch there yeah exactly definitely I don't think I've ever played an easy game here in Perth it always seems to be that tactical um, defensive battle and you know I guess you probably would have said um, early on in the year having Need and Tip in the group you would have been like oh jeez I would have liked to would have liked to go off one of the bigger teams maybe but Jesus me they're going to be as good as it got there today and I think that will stand to us our ability to grind out the result look there's no it wasn't anything pretty no fancy scoring no fancy kicking but you know I think it did show great character to grind it out especially when a lot of things were going against us and um, you know I, we'd be we'd be happy enough with that but um, there's no point resting now in this it's, yeah. it wasn't that good either you know we need to drive on and just from your point of view great to see you, you were in a real intense midfield battle but like between the Kogi and the football you're, you're, you're getting better and better with each game no injury worries either which is great yeah, to see how tough the game are you expecting from Tipperary next weekend yeah Look, I think Tip, it'll be another tough battle because they have nothing to lose, you know. They, they're under no illusions about their league campaign. It wasn't up to scratch. But I can imagine they're just going to throw everything at us again. And if we're any bit complacent, any bit off the ball, it's going to be a dogfight. And that's the thing. We can't get into a dogfight with Tip. Um, we have to hit the ground running and we just have to keep learning. Look, only a couple of weeks left. Um, everyone just has to be on the same page at this stage um, or we're not going anywhere. That's Ger McCarthy chatting to Martina O'Brien and Hannah. And Looney after the match, the Cork Lady Footballers defeating Meath 1-9 to 10 points today in Group B of the All-Ireland Championships. And now we're talking earlier about the Cork Footballers and their win. We heard from Ronan McCarthy, the Cork boss, quite happy with their victory this afternoon. Cork uh, beating uh, Limerick 116 to 11 points earlier on today. And they play the winners now of Tipperary and Kerry, which is the other Munster Football Championship semi-final this evening. Getting underway in less than 15 minutes time now at 7pm. And ahead of that game, Valerie has been chatting to Tipperary's Connor Sweeney. AIB are proud sponsors of both the club and county and it launched its seventh season as sponsors of the GL Ireland Senior Football Championship. And joining me for the launch is Tipperary's Connor Sweeney. Connor, welcome. How are you keeping? Good, Valerie. Thanks. How are you? Good, great. How has life been for you over the last year? I'd say the last time I spoke to you probably was the Munster final. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um yeah, that period of time was good for us, anyway, that's for sure. So we had a good Christmas last year, um, off the back of a good year. So yeah, but listen, it's it's well and truly on the back burner now, I'll tell you that much after the last couple of weeks and and what we've around the corner now. So yeah, we're fully focused on on the game now in a couple of weeks. So that's where our heads at at the moment, anyway. Perfect. I also think you're a married man since we last chatted. You did have your wedding yeah. in the middle of COVID. Yeah, last December we went ahead with it anyway, so it was great crack. Long Clarny for a few days so absolutely thrilled that we went there with it now to be fair took the pressure off us and um, yeah it was fantastic I know that you said you'd moved on from the Munster final but it was your first provincial championship win in like 85 years so it was really special at the time for you It was incredible and for so long we probably thought you know would it ever come but um, there was a lot of that group chasing it for a long time so to get over the line was incredible um, massive relief massive weight off the shoulders but um, yeah, it was fantastic to get over the line and, and uh, great crack and 
yeah, memories that will last forever, that's for sure. Yeah, as a Cork woman, it's not easy for me to say, but it probably was one of my sporting highlights of 2020 was that game for you. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's because covering the games for you down through the years, but another thing you probably don't want to talk about, let's get it out of the way, but I suppose six months on then and you find yourselves in a relegation battle and unfortunately mm. the league didn't go so well to you and now you're shoved down to Division 3. That was kind of disheartening. Yeah, down to Division 4, yeah, it's... Um yeah, look, like obviously relegation was, was never something, uh, was never part of the plans, but um, that's sport and you just got to get on with it. But yeah, listen, um, tough place to be in over the last couple of weeks. I won't lie, it's, it's been a difficult time for us mentally, but again, that's sport, that's the highs and lows. Um, in six months, you're gone from one extreme to the other, but um, you just have to get on with it. Like, you know, we've been there before um, and we've got ourselves there, so we've only ourselves to get out of it, but Listen, the league is kind of done and dusted with now, but like we just never got going. That's the reality that things never clicked for us. We haven't been playing well, um, and we just haven't been performing. We haven't we haven't put in a seventy minute performance in any of the games so far. So that's probably the most disappointing thing. You know, it hasn't been from a lack of work rate or honesty or anything like that. It's just it hasn't clicked. We're down a lot of bodies. All right, from you know, if you think back to the All Ireland semi final a number of months ago. We have no Conor Reardon, no, no Liam Casey, no Bill Maher, no Kevin Fahey, Robbie Kiley, Mikey Quinlivan. There's about seven players there that would make our team on any given day and, and they weren't available to us for the first three league games. So that was tough. But listen, with 15 bodies on the field as well, like everyone else. So you, I suppose you can't really use it as an excuse, but it was definitely in the factor. But yeah, listen, the performance aspect was definitely what kills us the most. So that's something we're hoping to rectify now for, for a couple of weeks time. Mentally, how do you bring yourself from being shoved down to Division 4? Because I suppose it probably was a tough day for you and then you need to go, right lads, we need to put that to the back of our minds now and get ready for a championship. That's not easy. It's not. You know, it takes a couple of days. It takes a few days even to just kind of get your head right, you know. Um, but again, that's the highs and lows of sport. You've got to deal with the good, or the good and the bad. And, um, you know, when you're going well, you're probably not going as well as you think. And the same when you're losing, you know. So things... But it's been difficult. Things probably aren't as bad as as we kind of make out. You know, you you can be we can harden yourself, but at the end of the day, like it's it's only sports. You can get over it, and you just need to get on with things. And look, the last couple of sessions have been really positive from us. We've we've brought confidence, and um, we've just started enjoying the football, and we're looking to perform as best we can now. We're hoping to put in a performance that's worthy of playing a team like Kerry at the moment, and um, hopefully, we can do us, ourselves justice now. And, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you are hit bad with some injuries. I know so you mentioned some big names there. Is there any of them that will be ruled out for championship? Or Yeah, I, I've no doubt there will be. Um, I've no doubt we'll definitely be down one or two. Um, I'm not quite sure right now who it will be, but we have a couple of lads around the middle third of the field that are carrying knocks and okay. you know they haven't done the whole pile over the last few weeks. So they'll be touch and go, but... Like I said, we, have, we we've got back Kevin. Kevin has played the last couple of games at, at six for us. Uh, Bill Maher is back in the field, which is fantastic. Um, and Michael has obviously played the last couple of games with us as well. So those are three big players that we have back in the field. Um, it'll be touch or go for one or two around the middle of the field, I would think, Valerie. But you'd be surprised how quickly lads can recover too when there's a big game coming around. You know, so another another ten days will tell a lot. But yeah, it'll be definitely one or two will be touch and go anyway for sure. The tent is a big task, but um, I mean, anything is possible in championship. Definitely, yeah. And like, you know, we're under no illusions how tough it's going to be. Kerry are playing the best football they've played in a number of years. Um, and at times they actually look 
they look frightening, you know, they look devastating. But um, listen, we're going to do we're going to do our homework. We're going to train as best we can. We're going to put together um, a performance, hopefully that will be worthy of competing against them. But listen, we need to approach the game with confidence as much as we can. At the end of the day, we're going in as monster champions, so that that should stand for something, and it's something we're not used to. So we need to deal with that as well. But yeah, listen, we're just. While we're do while we do our homework on them for sure, we need to just focus on ourselves first and foremost, you know. And if we can get the most out of every player in the field in a in a blue and gold, we'd be very happy. Did you watch the Clare game? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Um yeah, it wasn't a great game though, I must say, but again, like uh, it's it's tough when you're coming up against probably the second best, if not the best team in the country at the moment, it's always going to be difficult. And I thought for long periods Clare did quite well and and it's funny, Clare have actually been playing some of the best football they've played in years and it's just a pity they come up against a team that's playing probably the best football they've played. So, But yeah, look, they look devastating at periods as well. Um, and, you know, what's what's rootless about Kerry is they played to the final whistle and I think they got a goal and two or three points at the very end, which took a little bit of glass off the scoreline from a Clare perspective. But yeah, it was definitely a powerful performance from them and uh, they've got that bit between their teeth this year for sure. You're at home in Simple Stadium for that game, which is also a plus. I think you'd only won home game during the league, Connor. Am I right? That's right, yeah. Just one game, Carlos, yeah. So, Does that make a difference to you? Um, you'd think it would, um, because a lot of teams tend to play well at home. For a long time, um, we were kind of up and down in Turles. It's not really a place where, you know, we got a whole pile of luck, but... Yeah, listen, it's definitely better than going to Clarny anyway, that's for sure, because I think Kerry and Clarny um, can be daunting enough and, and they tend to play quite well down there. So, yeah, listen, it's something in a way. Um, if nothing else, it, it reduces the amount with the travel and it reduces, you know, uh, the effort that goes into it. That is Connor Sweeney there chatting to Valerie ahead of Tip versus Kerry in the uh, the second Munster Football Championship semi-final this evening. Cork, the Rebels now await the winners in that game in the final. Right now, before we finish up, we're going to turn our attentions to rugby and Ireland's in action this evening against the USA uh, up in the Aviva Stadium tonight. And we'll hear briefly now from the Ireland boss, Andy Farrell. Yeah, it is a balance, you know, because uh, because this is a team game, isn't it? You know, it is. It's just about the team, and uh, the the individuals within the team are sort of super important. But it's, it's about performance, and it's about the individuals uh, making sure that they can they can put the best foot forward for 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 the team, you know, and deliver um, what's been asked of them. So. Getting that balance right is is um, is is key for for for, for any uh, selection selection week. Um, you know, there is it's, it's lovely uh, as a coach to be able to give people uh, the first caps, but it's also it's also great to grow the experience of the group as well. There's quite a few lads there that get the first start, etc. Uh, et and you know, uh, Joey gets to. Um, Go out there and control the game again from, uh, from from ten, and James gets the captain the side again, uh, which is which is great for his experience uh, down the track as well. And it's it's um, it's a, a big bit of pressure, isn't it, on, on, on Joey? To be fair to him, you know, he's still relatively new in terms of international rugby, but he's kind of nearly more experienced person in the the midst of all those backs there. Well, he he, he is, and. Uh, um, He's 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 obviously been through a lot, but he uh, he caught fantastically well last week uh, to back that up, and uh, I'm sure that the nerves uh, are well settled after knowing that he can he can perform in a which was a very. 
difficult game, a tough game against a, a really well-drilled side in Japan. So I'm, I'm sure that he's uh, he, he's really looking forward to this weekend. One hundred percent. That's 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 exactly what we're looking for. You know, can they, can they um, uh, pull out their point of point of difference on the field, which which we um, which they're all there to to express themselves. And but but at the same time, uh, can they can they be a team first uh, player, and and, and uh, can they perform under pressure? You know, because I'm sure that there'll be a few nerves. Um, but uh, concentrating on the detail, uh, concentrating on how we want to function as a team has got to be has got to be priority and, and then being able to bring out your points of difference within that uh, within that script is uh, is a t- is a difficult balancing act isn't it you know and that's and that's what international football is all about just looking at the the new caps what did you say to them that you were looking to see from them at the start of this camp well, as as we keep on uh, banging on about uh, coming into an international camp uh, for the first time, it's pretty daunting, you know, because uh, you, you've been so used to uh, one way of playing, and it's it's ingrained in you of how you play at your province. Learning new calls, um, getting to understand new teammates, uh, getting about your work within within six or seven days to be to be able to to, to perform at your best is, is is a difficult one, you know. That is Andy Farrell, the Irish boss, ahead of Ireland versus USA in the rugby in the Aviva Stadium this evening. Uh, one other rugby game on just finished up was the Lions. The British and Irish Lions were in action against the Sharks again this evening and they hammered them. Uh, Lions 73, Sharks 31 was the final score in that game. That is us pretty much out of time for this evening. Rory will be here with you tomorrow evening on the Big Red Bench from 6pm. Stand by for Stevie G. He's on the way. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm.